In this podcast, I want to share with you what I'm working on and my vision for the next probably like three to four months because I think it's really exciting. This is something I've wanted to do for a while now, but other distractions have kind of gotten into the way. And I think this is gonna do some really cool stuff for the Quasar community. So I'm working on a standard called the LSD standard, it's kind of tongue in cheek. My name is Luke Samuel Diebold, that's kind of my full name. And the initials for that are LSD, so <laughs> I thought that'd be kind of funny. So the plan is to work on this standard, which is basically a very opinionated way of coding. And part of that means that I need to build some packages as well. So I wanna create a process that essentially means that coders can communicate uh, across boundaries. So without having to call each other, without having to ask each other questions about how the code works, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering how much education can you give to a coder around a process such that other people on the team already know how each other code. All right, so for example, one of the things I'm working on now, which I think is the most exciting of these projects, is working with APIs. I'm building an interface for working with APIs, and the idea is I'm going to implement that interface with Laravel as a backend, with Strapi as a backend, and also with a local storage backend. So one of the reasons for doing this is so that everybody works with APIs the same way. Another one we're doing is Dataverse actually, for working with the Microsoft ecosystem. So imagine if you go onto a project and you're using Laravel as the API. Laravel is your backend. And all the composables that you use are working with Laravel. But then you move to another project that's using Dataverse as the backend. So basically it's like a Microsoft backend. Imagine if the way you use that API is the exact same. So you literally don't have to learn anything new. The way you work with that data is the same. It's kind of like the promise of GraphQL, which you know is kind of true. People who understand how to use GraphQL um, can easily kind of share that knowledge across projects. However, for various reasons, I don't really like using GraphQL. Um, maybe I'll start using it in the future, but anyway, the point of this is that people can jump across projects really easily. And the idea of the LSD standard is we basically have some hard rules, which is, for example, if you wanna work with a backend, you have to use our interface. It's called view model, this project I'm working on. And that means anybody working with the LSD standard knows how to work with the backend API. We all do it the same. There's no questions that need to be asked. The documentation can be the same. If anybody comes along and says, hey, I've got this cool idea for a backend, like maybe they wanna have a Superbase backend, then they can implement this interface for Superbase, but they won't work with Superbase directly. The interface is in front of Superbase, therefore, everybody else on the team still knows how to work with it. And the backend becomes uh, basically irrelevant for people on the front end. They don't need to know how it works in order to get their front end work done. So that's one of the things I'm working on. But it turns out there is some other huge benefits. In fact, that benefit of bridging the line of communication, I would say that's a lesser benefit to this next one I'm gonna talk about, which is the ability to create components that work across different backends. So you might have heard me talk about before this project I'm working on called Augment Quasar, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like, components that augment Quasar's component library. So more advanced components built on top of Quasar. So again, this is an LSD standard thing. 
Quasar can't make too many opinions for you about its components. If it makes too many component opinions, then it makes it more and more difficult for other people to use. It means that the library gets out of hand because the APIs get out of control. So Quasar has to essentially draw the line between building something that's flexible versus building something that's easy to use. And I think it does that brilliantly. In fact, I think it does it near to perfectly based on other libraries that I've seen in the past. It, it does an amazing job of making things ridiculously simple, but allows you to opt in for complexity. So what I want to do though, is create a massive opinionation on top of Quasar. Now, for example, I just told you about this backend API thing where the way the API works is the exact same. So everybody on the team uses that API the same. This means that we can build a filter component. So Augment Quasar is going to have a filter component that uses that API. So for example, this filter component, and you can imagine maybe something that sits above a table or maybe that sits above a list. This filter component will allow you to filter things do deeply nested filters, include relationships and all that kind of good stuff. And it will work with any backend that implements this interface that we're using. So you could you can build, well, we can now build a filtering component that is really advanced that does, you know, you can filter by name, filter by ID, you can say where the name starts with this or contains, you know, the letters this, and it will work with Dataverse, with Strapi, with our local storage implementation, with Laravel, it will work the same with all of them. So by putting this API layer um, between our backend, it means that we can now build a component library that uses that API layer. And I actually kind of did this already with ViewAuth. So ViewAuth is a library that I've built um, I actually need to spend some more time on it later on. I'll probably spend time on that in the next two months when I finished focusing on view model. Um, but view auth does this where you can essentially swap out your authentication layer. So by that, I mean, you, with the same components, you can authenticate with Strapi or Laravel or um, basically any backend that you want to implement. You implement the authentication um, contracts is what I call them, or the authentication interfaces. And after you've done that, any components will just work. So you, then that handles all the complexities around authentication. So for example, if you go to the dashboard, but you're not logged in, then it automatically redirects you back to the login page. And if you go to the login page, but you're already logged in, it automatically redirects you to the dashboard and gives you some really nice tooling around saying which routes are authenticated and which ones aren't. So that's um, that's view auth, and I'm essentially I want to do the same thing for the backend. Now this is really cool because imagine you want to start a new project and then you just say okay create a new project and then it says to you what are you using for the backend and you say to it well. I'm using Laravel with Laravel Orion for the backend, right? And it goes, okay, I'm gonna scaffold out all the authentication for you, and I'm going to prepare all the composables for you for working with Laravel on a backend. And now, yet, like I said before, there'll be a lot of opinionations on top of this. So the way we build Laravel backends to the LSD standard is very opinionated, and everybody on the team does it the same way. So. That's kind of what I'm working on over the next few months. And the idea is, the bigger goal here is to build ways of doing things, 
to um, my friend Mark, who I'm coding with. We actually live on an island um, together, not in the same house, but we both live on this island um, on Coochie Mudlow, and th that's the name of the island. And we talk about the difference between the what and the how. And so the what would be what project you're working on, um, but the how is how you build it. And kind of the concept is most people focus on the what. And honestly, that's probably a good idea a lot of the time. You know, this is like market research. You figure out a market, you figure out the product you wanna build, and then you just focus on building that product. But what we're doing is we're taking a step back and we're thinking longer, longer term into the technical future. And we're saying, let's not focus on the what, but focus on the how. Let's focus on how we build applications and let's get really wide there so we can build a large array of projects, a large array of different types of projects really quickly, but also really robustly. And that's essentially what the LSD standard is going to be. It's going to be a way to build projects quickly, but robustly. So the way we test is going to be the same. Uh, the way we work with the back end is going to be the same. And essentially every time we hit a problem, rather than saying, let's just try and solve this as quickly as we can to get the solution, we're saying, how can we solve this robustly as we can so that when we need to fix that problem in the future, everybody does it the same. So we create a communication layer. Um, so it's, it's basically like you know, another level of abstraction. Uh, you can add an abstraction in terms of um, you know, adding an interface, for example, to how something works. But then going one step further and saying um, documentation on this so that the way everybody does this is the same. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> kind of doesn't in hindsight, but hey, I pressed record and we're just going. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on. And I'm really, really excited about it. I might be dabbling in the hardware as world as well. I'm building some interfaces around that, but um, that's kind of a story for another day. So yeah, hope you enjoyed this one. Keep an eye out for view model. I think that I'm probably gonna have my first implementation soon. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention on that. So I mentioned that view model is going to have a local storage layer. So the cool thing about this is we're going to be able to build projects really quickly without even having a backend. So essentially, because we have this interface where the way we interact with the backend is always the same, it means that we can have a backend that is local storage and we can prototype really quickly because we don't have to build the backend because the user's computer, the user's local storage is the backend. Um, it's actually using index DB, but that's a conversation for another day. It means that we can then prototype something, show it to a client, and that client can literally play with it. And the huge benefit here is that when clients play with things, when cl clients get an, a chance to get their hands on concepts, they, their, their minds start ticking. They start coming up with new ideas. And your client, or at least in our case, our, our clients are usually smarter at figuring out what they need than we are. And often it's kind of hard because you need to sort of pull it out of them. But if you build them, if you just have a conversation, you go, okay, just give, an, give us an idea of something that you want, and then you build it, and you know, the next day, imagine if you could get that done in a day because you're using local storage, you don't have to build a backend or anything like that. The next day, you give them something, you just whack it up on Netlify and you say, hey, play around with this. And they go, oh, that's cool. It'd be really awesome if you could do X, Y, Z. And now your client can give you a much better idea of what they want built. Um, and I, th I think that a lot of people 
do this already to kind of avoid making mistakes in the future. They have like this prototyping stage, but we're honestly reaching a point where we can prototype things in hours within, you know, with these different layers now, having an API layer that um, has, that allows us to create something like Augment Quasar, where the way we work with components, you know, we can start adding more abstractions to Quasar components so that you can just smash in a table that works with a backend really, really easily. But anyway, here's the kicker. You can build things really quickly, but you don't have to throw that project out and build it again. Now, because the interface for working with the API is the same, we can swap out. We can essentially replace the local storage backend with a Laravel backend or replace the local storage backend with a Dataverse backend or replace the local storage backend with a Strapi backend with a, um, eventually if we add, uh, what's it called, Superbase support, you can replace it with a Superbase backend. So imagine how cool that would be if you have a client and you build out an application for them within a couple of hours even um, and the whole thing is just done in local storage so much easier to deploy and and it's so much easier to change things you don't have to go into a database and deal with migrations and you know some tools are better than others but you literally just change a model and then your database is changed so what we use Pino ORM on the back end um, to work with uh, data within our local store um, yeah we use Pino ORM on that and to be able to essentially just change a Pino model to change the database structure it is awesome. And it also means that we're making all of our database mistakes up front. It doesn't matter if we screw up the database. I used to spend a lot of time making sure that the database was right because it's it's really important to get the database right. Otherwise, a huge amount of problems just start flowing within the next two to three months. Um, we still spend quite a bit of time thinking about the database, but we feel a lot freer now to make mistakes because any mistakes we make we just go into the Pina ORM model and we just make changes there. And by the way, this kind of leads into another project that I'm working on, I'll talk about later, called LSD Project. And what it is, is um, I'll give you a quick rundown of this, is it essentially allows you to use a UI, kind of like Strapi, um, and kind of like UI tools you might have seen in the past where you build the database with a user interface. But it's actually database agnostic. So with this UI, you create um, it creates a JSON schema for you. So for example, you might say I've got a user um, and a user has many comments and the user's also got a name and an email, blah, blah, blah. You fill all that information out and it creates a JSON schema. And that JSON schema is used to generate all of the models um, for working on the front end. And it also generates all of the code. Well, I haven't done this yet, but this is the next step. It's going to generate the code for the back end as well. So I'm using Laravel with Laravel Orion for a lot of my projects. I'll be essentially allowed to be able to set up my project, use local storage to prototype it so that the client can sort of get a feel for the application. And then when I'm done, I just press a button and it generates all my migrations in Laravel, all of my models in Laravel, all of my routes, all of my controllers, all of my requests. If I need to have response objects, all of my, res um, you know, my response classes as well, all of that stuff gets generated for me. And all I had to do was essentially like build it all in this thing that I'm calling LSD project. So that's the future. This is what I'm kind of running towards. Hopefully I'm gonna be doing more podcasts soon because me and my mate Mark, um, 
wanted to do some podcasts in the past, so we'll probably start doing some stuff together where he'll essentially ask me questions and I'll answer them about you know coding related stuff and then he'll start talking about business stuff because he's got way more experience with me in the business side of things and we'll talk about some of the marketing strategies we're talking about um, in the future and yeah how what the point of the LSD standard is and how we're going to bring that to all of you so yeah hope you enjoyed this one and remember there is nothing you can't build